Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, I have Kevin, just copies and paste, Kajowski. What's happening, brother? Not much, how are you? I'm, I'm living, living the dream, I assume, is what they tell me. Uh, so, just doing my thing. Uh, we're here to do yet another uh, bonus review, man. Like, you're the official uh, bonus review co-host, it seems. Works for me. Happy to <laughs> uh, help. Uh, so this time we're going to be talking about, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man for the PS4, um, because we both beat it. Uh, I got the platinum for the core game. I didn't play any of the DLC. I'll let you talk on the DLC stuff a little later. Um, but yeah, that's what we're, uh, we're here to do before then. Uh, you know, anything else you've been playing that's any good? Uh, I've been playing Lost Remnant. I really love that game. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, it's. I know it's been reviewed pretty negatively, but I think it's just because it's super complicated. Is it? Uh, yeah, you definitely need a guide, but once you have a guide, it's fun. But <laughs> I guess that's to the nature. I understand why that people hate it because of that, but um, the battle system is kind of unique. Very unique. It's not like anything ever played before. So once you kind of understand that, it's fun. But yeah, I can see where, like, if you don't know anything about it, it can be frustrating. Uh, so. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I haven't been playing a whole lot. Uh, our next game for the main show is Parasite Eve. I haven't touched it yet. Uh, and I am, like, I put in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, that's about all I did there, is put it in. Uh, and that's about it. I've been so stupid busy. Uh, between uh, adulting, as they say, and uh, everything else, man, like just been so, so busy. So I'm hoping to, uh, I played some, uh, play some more video games soon. I should be getting back on. I got a trip to Florida next weekend and um, it's not. What the shit? Oh. That's something else ringing over there. I was like, what the heck? We're just going to hear that in the background for a minute. Um, that's so distracting. Uh, yeah, now I got a planned trip to Florida next weekend. And uh, unfortunately, the person I'm hanging out with is not going to be like available the whole time I'm there. So I'll have some time. Like I'm going to take the Vita and I'm going to uh, get some Parasite Eve action in. And that ought to give me a good uh, head start. I'm making sure I get that done for the show. I talked to Nick. He he just started it yesterday, so we should be in line to do a review on that pretty soon. It's not a very long game. Not long, huh? 
No, it's how long to beat has it? Ten hours or something like that? Ten eleven hours? That's so weird. Like I remember that game being a lot longer. Uh, I don't know. We're uh, going off of that. It might take longer. Uh, it might be shorter. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Um, cool. but if you're new here, the way we break this down is we have a few categories. We have gameplay, story, uh, visuals, music, overall experience, replayability. We each give it a score, one through five, discuss each of the sections with some musical breaks in between. So, uh, first up as always is gameplay. And, uh, this is, there's lots of dudes in this game for sure, but it's also kind of, I hate to use the word standard, but it's very modern action RPG in which you have an open map that's been divided into different zones. And each zone, you just kind of go through the zones, not in any real particular order, just across the map following story bits. And along the way, there's, you know, side quests, there's collectibles and um, completionary things uh, tied to each zone. Um, and that's that's a pretty modern way of doing that sort of thing uh, these days. I, th- I feel like every game's kind of got it laid out that way. Um, but uh, just to begin with, the size of this, uh, I guess it's Manhattan, uh, is it's huge. Like this map is fucking massive. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's very big. And like it's it's impressive. It's impressively big, like because you get to the top of like Avengers Tower and there is just. It's just city for forever, and it's it's very kind of uh, intricate because it comes down to the what they had to make this game fun. They had to get right to make this game fun is the web slinging, right? Like, if you have a Spider-Man game and you don't have the web slinging right, then the whole game might as well not exist. And so they give you this huge, huge world, and they nail the web slinging. Like, they get it. It's fucking amazing. Like, the amount of time I just spent just, like, swinging around the city was was embarrassing because it's just so (laughs) much... It's just so much fun to, like, try and, like like pendulum yourself up high and like dive for more momentum and like do the whole thing that it uh, was just tons of fun. And you're given a city with lots of varying like heights. So like the, like the buildings are all tons of different heights. There's stuff to do and grapple and move off of at like every level of the city. So like the rooftops are all have things you can like jump on and do things off of, especially in combat. If there's something happening on a rooftop and the streets do as well. There's all sorts of stuff for you to perch on, swing off of, throw, jump. Like, there's just shit everywhere. The city is packed, is full. Don't forget parkour. And parkour, of course. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, uh, the city's great. There's uh, the character customization and progression uh, is kind of tied to these gadgets and like suit powers like you have um you also have these uh suit mods as well but they're they're kind of uh in my opinion uh like my they're more minor than your gadgets and suit powers like because your gadgets and suit powers are kind of how you get your 
your everything, like your all your different abilities and stuff, and the gadgets, uh, and you craft all this through unlocking resources and doing all the bonus sort of stuff, and of course, um, for, you know, storyline progression is tied to some of it. Um, as far as the gadgets go, I didn't find myself using all of them. I certainly there was like a handful that I went back to over and over and over again. And the story definitely wants you using the electric shooter a lot. Um, that's yeah. Uh, but I never really used it that much in in combat, except for when I had to get the bonus on certain uh, certain points to electrify so many enemies at a time. I never really used it. I'll tell you, I used it a lot once uh, you start doing the bonus content because the I mean, the game doesn't get easier. Oh, like no. the, the, the difficulty is it keeps scaling up, so you have to use that to like, that uh, electrified web. Like you upgrade it so once it shocks one person, anybody around them gets shocked. So yes. yeah. when you're when you're getting ganged on by ganged up on by like twenty five different people, uh, you throw that out there and it gives you some breathing room. So it's yeah, it's I'll, really good. Um, and that's how you beat those big old fat guys too. So you can start wailing on them. I, you know, I never really, I, again, I never really used it like that. Like I got the chain lightning and I would use it like if I was going to, I used it mostly like on sable agents more than anything else. Um, but again, I didn't really do a whole lot. Like it was my person, cause certainly there's like multiple ways to, to play the game. Uh, cause I always, when I could, I enjoyed, I'm typically not a stealth guy. But I enjoyed the yeah. shit out of stealth in this game. I was all, I was all about walking up on like a like a sable like uh like uh like blockade and then just like standing up on a rooftop and like taking them out one by one. Like I was all about that. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Uh, yeah, that's fun too. Because nothing's better than like launching a trip mine and hitting it on one of the jetpack guys and watching them just get flung against another guy on the ground. Something about that shit I found fucking hilarious. <clears throat> yeah. So, so um, I do that, and then um, the suit powers. There's lots and lots of interesting suit powers, and I'm going to say like something terrible, but I only ever really used the uh, the one where he jumps up in the air and then shoots out a bunch of webs to to like attach everybody to the wall. Like I never really changed from the web blossom uh, suit power. Yeah, I did kind of the same thing. I didn't use the web blossom. I gave you. The, I used the one that gave you like more energy. Yeah, I can so that see way. That. I, so yeah, that way I can heal faster. So that's because I yeah, would, the, the web blossom. I lot. just I just land into a bunch of dudes and hit web blossom, and like three quarters of the guys are webbed to a wall or the ground. Like it's just yep. done. So again, um, but there's there's ton of them. There's eight gadgets, twenty five suit powers, and then the suit mods are kind of tack on like like recharge time or stuff like that it, they're little bonuses um then you do get bigger bonuses in your skill trees you do have three kind of skill trees uh you get uh skill points for leveling up and they're kind of like uh they're called like innovator defender and web slinger so they revolve around kind of like travel uh like uh your gadgets and then like uh I don't want to say defense, but kind of like more like uh, combat oriented stuff. Um, so, and they each have, I, I want to say it's like 10 or 12 points, 10 or 12 things to unlock in them. 
Uh, you certainly unlock them all throughout the course of the game just by leveling up. Because uh, I think even if you're just, just doing mainly story stuff, you should get a pretty high level um, in the game because uh, the the amount you get, amount of experience you get from completing a main quest is so, so, so much more than doing any of the other small collection or side quest stuff. Um, I don't yeah, see... You, ba- you basically level up every time you do a mission. So, so um, and then, so, as far as the extra stuff to do, there's, of course, you can collect things. Uh, so, mostly, it's, like, backpacks, but there's also, like, these uh, photo spots you can take, and there's tons of, like, hidden little Marvel... Uh, locations all across manhattan um so uh you can you'll find alias and you'll find all these other you know things you expect to be there there's avengers tower there's oscorp all these sorts of things that you would expect to find um in the city as you take pictures of um there's also like hidden pictures but that's that's not really tied to a trophy so uh i didn't really do a whole lot of them but you do unlock a uh, it's a, I think it's a suit mod that unlocks uh, the ability to find the hidden photo locations. Um, yeah. You have but it your, doesn't like, but it's only when you're close to them. Yes. Like it doesn't show, show them on the map. So that's pretty annoying because I wanted to get them all and I didn't know which ones I was missing. Oh, I saw it was tied to a, uh, it wasn't tied to a trophy. I said, I don't need it. So uh, um, I uh, <laughs> didn't, do, didn't do any of them. Uh, uh, it's, um, you also have, of course, your standard side quests going on. There's bases, and bases are kind of like these hideouts or places where the main bad guy factions, so your typical thugs, uh, demons, Sable, and uh, escaped Riker inmates, uh, Riker's inmates, they're sort of where they're set up and doing nefarious things across the city, and you have to go in and bust them up. And those in particular, well, most, so basically your bases, your crimes, um, basically bases and crimes, the, you get more of the reward point. Uh, oh, and the, uh, oh shoot, taskmasters stuff. So bases, crimes, and taskmaster, um, spots, you get more, of the, the resource for completing them based on like these secondary objectives. So whether it be a, so many stealth takeouts, certain hit combo, uh, all these sorts of things. Um, so you'll have a bonus objectives to complete when also doing those uh, specific things. Then there's also research stations across the city. And most of those are, are pretty unique, like as far as what you're doing, but they all, a lot of them kind of, boiled down to a lot of they're more your traversal type um experiences a lot of the time where you're you're swinging through a cloud of of poison gas or you're dispersing some sort of uh fish vaccine like there's just a bunch of stuff and it's all kind of like science related related stuff Um, isn't one chasing the pigeons is that no the pigeons is an entire side quest um, where you okay, go, you okay. go and find the guy's uh, dead wife's uh, pigeons that have escaped. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but then taskmaster, task because that those are my least favorite taskmaster um, challenges. Were the were the chase the drone, right? Because I I I just got so frustrated trying to go through all the little things. I hated the drone challenges. 
I like I didn't mind the combat and the uh He had three different ones, didn't he? It's well, wait till you get to uh, the bonus content and you have to do all the uh um what are they called? Screwball challenges? Oh, screw oh, yeah. Oh, so screw so she comes back in the the DLC. Every one. Oh. Every all three of them. And like Lordy. they're so annoying, but the only way to get the trophy is to complete them. And you have to get like the middle, like the silver to 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 get the trophy. Mm. Oh man, those are so frustrating. I can imagine. You have, you have to get the points to get the and to get the points, you have to do like the uh, the pictures, what are they called um, the selfies or whatever. Oh my god, the worst. But. So um. And then there's there's in the story in the side missions and some of the little areas there's these there's uh you run into specific like sort of recurring puzzles and they typically fall into um there's uh one where you, it's kind of like a pipe spinny game but you sort of trace this circuit board around and you have to add different uh tiles to kind of complete the pattern and get the right voltage at the end of the uh the pattern you have the wavelength one which you do early on which is uh matching up the signal wavelength on all of the tow the radio towers um the police scanner towers so you can find the crimes that do all the things um and that's sort of that's sort of I, i've seen a bunch of games that has this sort of minigame but it all revolves around holding both the joysticks in the right place so that they they sort of the wavelengths match. I've seen that one before. And then there's the uh, chemical patterning one, where you basically want to end up with the right number of lines, and it's kind of like placing the puzzle pieces together. Um, but uh, I found most of the puzzles in this game to be pretty enjoyable. They're not super basic. I mean, they're not they're basic, but they're not super basic, and they're not overly complex. There are a few challenging ones, especially in the uh, the chemical pattern one, I found most of the uh, electric circuit board ones to be fairly easy, but I think puzzles are just kind of the kind of thing where some people are better at certain types of puzzles than other types. So, um, but they were always good time. And uh, you also had some, um, what else? The spider bot where you get to defuse the bombs. If, Oh, okay, yeah. So that's that's a specific crime, I believe, isn't it? Uh, I I don't know because I had to do a bunch of those. I think in the uh, one of the side or DLC, there's a bunch of those you can do. Okay, like, that popped that popped up. So I'm, I couldn't remember if it was like part of the main game or if it was like part of the DLC or not. I just remember doing a bunch of them. I I remember doing but, like uh, there's a lot. Like if you go around town. Like there's some bot, like you'll detect a bomb, and then you have to get the spider bot out to go under all the cars to oh. kind of defuse the bombs. I don't think I ran into any of those. That no, that's probably DLC. I don't. That's not ringing a bell. Oh. Okay, then that's DLC. Um, and then of course there's like different types of main missions as well, where there's some where you have to be stealthy, some that you have to fight through, and then there's the ever annoying. Miles Morales and uh, Mary Jane side quests or uh, missions. Every time <laughs> the main story took off and I ended up in control of Mary Jane, I was not a happy person. Like, like, cause those stealth missions are not fun. 
because a lot no. of time it comes down to waiting and throwing a thing, waiting and throwing a thing. And they take forever because the rest of the game is, is kind of fast paced when you're even yeah. like even Spidey stealth stuff. If once you get good at it, it's basically it's basically web a dude, shoot over there, web a dude, shoot over there, knock out. A, like you get really kind of fast and you kind of plan it out really fast. And you get good at it. But with these. It's fucking trifling is what it is. The only one that's worth a damn is the the first big story pitch where you get put it, where you get put uh, the first time you get put as Miles is about the only time it's worth it. Because, yeah, that makes sense. Because because it's intense, like it is super super intense, and at that point you don't know if Peter's dead. Like right. at that point in time, like I know. Like Miles Morales' Spider-Man is a thing. So it's like, is this what they're doing? Are they fucking getting ready to hit me with a Miles Morales? Like, I'm going to be Miles Morales the rest of this game? Is this what's happening? Uh, so it's it, it that's the only one that was worth it. Like, being Mary Jane up in, uh, or MJ. Anywhere. Specifically, specifically, specifically in, in uh, Osborne's apartment was the worst. I hated oh, every yeah. minute of that. I hated it so much because it was so long. It was so long. And it's just, I end up trying to like race through it is how I end up doing it. I'm like, look, you look, do it throw. over and over again because you get caught. Yes. Yeah, so I just get, I just get, I hated them. They were the worst part. Um, so. I totally agree with you on that. Like I, I felt like they totally killed the momentum of the game. So I don't know if it was intentional or not to like pat it out or whatever, but it definitely like it's like okay, I'm gonna stop here tonight because I have to do Mayor Jane. Yeah, I did that a ton, and it, and like I said, the 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 like especially when you're doing the main quest stuff. Like of course the game slows down when you go and start doing all the side stuff because that's just the nature of that kind of animal. But in this game, the main quest stuff from almost start to finish is intense. It's fast paced. There's like a lot of stuff. Go There's not many like lulls in what's happening. And the only lulls are when you are controlling MJ or, uh, miles miles. And at least cause you only control miles twice, I think. And at least one of them is worth a damn because it's, it's chaos and it's scary. And you're like, Oh God, what is happening? Um, yeah, I, I guess I try to recreate that um, the second time in Miles, but it's just like, just go around the side and jump over the fence. Yeah, it's, basi- it's basically <laughs> it, yeah. Like, basically. Disable, disable the drone. Like, okay, this is all right. So, um, as far as, like, the boss fights in the game, they're all um, pretty fun and intense. The only one that I thought was kind of a letdown was the second fight against uh, Mr. Negative. Uh, like when you're in the lab before you, like when you're taking out the Sinister Sticks one by one and you go to take him out. Um, yeah. Like I thought that fight was a little disappointing. It was kind of easy. Uh, it was easier than the first time I fought him on the train. Because when you fight him on the subway, it's it's kind of intense because the way you got to dodge on the walls, kind of like Tempest style. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when you fight him down there in the basement of that lab, it really wasn't that bad. It's basically like beat him up and then run away. And well, come back I think the first time, 
the first time you don't have all your gadgets and everything either. So you you have yeah. a little bit more ammo and different your power you're a lot more powerful the second time you fight him. Yeah. So and then um but the other the other Sinister Six fights were real good. Like the uh I really enjoyed the Rhino um Scorpion. Scorpion fight. Now the sneaking around is Miles or was were you MJ or Miles trying to escape the Rhino? That was kind of intense. That was Miles. That was Miles. That one was pretty good. I'll give that one okay. Because that one was kind of because there wasn't a whole lot of uh like tomfoolery. It it was kind of just like you're kind of stuck on one path and he's just there to kind of scare you every now and then. So that one was okay. Um because it was kind of intense, but the the fi- ensuing Rhino uh, Scorpion fight was pretty good. I enjoyed that one, and the, I also enjoyed the Electro um, Vulture fight. That wasn't bad either. There, yeah, and the Doc Ock fight was good too. Oh, the Doc Ock fight is intense. That was good. Uh, uh, like the, I mean, we can get to it in story too, but like the the last act of this game is kind of phenomenal. Like it's it's like in it's insane because the game takes a hard turn, like a real hard turn. Uh, so it's it kind of it kind of goes crazy. Yeah, they tie, like I like how they tied it all together because you think it's just separate stories they're telling. Yeah, but in the end, it all kind of ties in how they're well, all connected. Well, you don't expect Doc Ock to be the final boss of the fight uh, of the game, right? Because like you're doing all this stuff with Otto and like the way they've laid out all the Spider-Man bits across the world they're building. You're, you kind of think, okay, they're just giving, they're just giving us these bits because they're part of the Spider-Man universe. And they're just here to tell us this demon story, right? Because that's kind of what you're following. And then out of nowhere, Otto, Otto Octavius has his turn and it's like, Oh, see, I figured it was either, uh, it was either going to be uh, Doc Ock or Green Goblin. I figured it was going to be one of the two because, well, you know, the, I didn't they're, both th- th- they're both there. So it's like, okay, one of these two, I know something's going to happen. We're going to have to fight them. Well, see, I didn't think so. I thought they were going to do something better because you always, anytime you do a Spider-Man thing, it's always Doc Ock or, or Green Goblin, right? And yeah. they were kind of laying it out to do something else where, like, of course, the big players are there. Every Spider-Man the planet fan on the planet knows who they are. Like they yeah. set it up so that I didn't feel like we had to do them. And I guess that's why the payoff was so good for me because I didn't feel like we had to do them. And then when they came in, Doc Ock came in, like, and it went straight from okay, Doc Ock's gonna be a thing to oh, we're also doing a Sinister Six. Okay, 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 all right, I'm in especially especially with how quick like it goes to hell like how how the city just just goes to shit so fast um, well he just murders he just straight up murders a bunch of people yeah it's crazy no, yeah no it just goes crazy yeah. uh so um so i guess we should score gameplay <laughs> yeah we should score gameplay is there anything else you want to add about gameplay likes dislikes um i think we hit most of it like the fighting, the web slinging was awesome. I hated the Mary Jane parts. Uh, and you didn't mention screwball challenges, but I hated those because they just got, like you said, the chasing uh, chasing the drones was annoying. And 
getting the points for that thing was pretty annoying, but everything else I liked the the bases and the crimes. I like how there is so much variety. You can, you know, keep yourself busy for a long time. So I liked all that. Um, but yeah, I just hated Screwball. <laughs> all right. Would you Which I think, I guess it's the point of, of her, but still. All right. What are you going to score it? Five. I, I, Five. That's, it was, it was a great, awesome game. I, there's some minor minor things, but I think overall it's it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, it's it is really really good. The combat flows nicely. Um, I've heard it compared a lot to to Arkham as far as its combat style. I think it's more like I think it I think it is more aerobatic and jumpy kind of. It doesn't feel as uh like because when you play like an Arkham game, the combat feels kind of uh. Samey? Not necessarily samey, but a lot of... It's kind of... It's more... That's boxing in Arkham. Yeah. This is, this is, this is like, actual superhuman. Uh, right, because Batman doesn't have a spider sense that you can hit a button so you can dodge everything. You know what I mean? Like well, he has that little... Ba- actually, he does get the little, the little things over his head in the Arkham games when you're supposed to dodge, and it, it does slow down time, but uh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, I guess that's true, but it's just not it's not the same feeling as it feels like you actually have that spider sense. I don't know. Yeah, so like they, they did they did very very good with that and all those different uh, moves and the spider fight like this web swinging combined with the fighting where you're you know tying people together and throwing that like you can web sling someone and throw them around and hit someone else like all that all that was good. Yeah, they they tied that in that all that in very nicely as far as combat goes. Um, so, uh, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say it's perfect, uh, but it's definitely getting a four point five for me. I enjoyed it immensely. I would uh, play it again. I guess I don't know. Uh, so, first is our first musical break. Uh, what did you pick and why? Um, it's called City of Hope and. The reason I picked it is because this is what you hear most of the game when you're just uh, web slinging through the city. And to me, like I like how it starts off kind of like slow, and then it kind of builds up into you know that theme. And I don't know, I just I just love it. So. All right, well let's listen to that, and when we come back. We are going to talk about story. All right, you probably won't hear it, but I'm playing it. Yeah.
that was City of Hope. I forgot it had the chanting in it. I forgot that was one of the, the ones that had the chanting in it. Um, yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. All right, so you want to give us a rundown of the story in this uh, this year shindig there, Kujo? I'll give my best. Uh, my best. It doesn't have to be as in depth as Nick tries to. Just kind of cruise on over, skim over the top, and then we'll discuss it. Um, I guess the first thing I would want to mention is that this Spider-Man is a canonical Spider-Man. Um, he. He was made for the game, but then he was made to go into the comic books as well. Um, in the new uh, Spider Geddon storyline, he was pulled out by Spider Doc, which is Doc Ock and the clone Spider Man. But it's a it's a long story. But anyways, um, he uh, he's Earth ten forty eight Spider Man. So I just want to put that in there. And then uh, Spider Cop is actually a uh, canonical Spider-Man as well. He doesn't really have a part in the, in the comic books yet, but you see a couple pictures of him in the comic books. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing um, for all that beginning part where he's pretending to be Spider-Cop. Oh, no, he brings that joke back at the end. He does? Yes. If you, if, <laughs> if, if you enter the, if you enter, uh, so... I don't remember. Throughout, throughout the whole game, for those who don't know, like, there's lots of conversations, just random conversations that uh, Peter will call and have um, about story stuff going on. Um, but he will call Yuri if you load the game back up and you beat it. And like one of his first call to Yuri is like she thanks him and then he does the spider cop voice. And he's like, he's like a back. And it's, it's, it's great. Like all of all, like before we even talk about the recap, like the, <laughs> the, the uh, Jameson uh, little radio show. All the random shit that he like the the spider uh, the, the Spider Man Twitter the Spider Man Twitter the just the um, his banter is fucking on point in this game it, it which is, is also is also it's also one of the uh, suit um, powers you can get it's just him uh, quipping <laughs> yep that is so, um, and my favorite line from Spider Cop is part man part spider all cop. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, <laughs> so um, he said some of the stupidest shit. Game, it's great. I know it's great. Um, but uh, the story, the main story, is that you're Spider-Man. It's not an origin story. Oh, by uh, no means. <clears throat> so he's been in uh, in this universe. He's been Spider-Man for eight years already. I mean, he's only twenty three. So that that tells you how you know, I think he started when he was fourteen, fifteen years old. Um. But he finally, like, you start at the end of the Kingpin story, basically, where he finally gets to uh, send Kingpin to jail. So that's how you start off the game. You capture uh, Kingpin, and then he goes back onto his life, which, you know, he's barely making any money. Uh, he's working with Doc, uh, Doc Ock in a lab. Um, and then with Kingpin being removed, all the other uh, crime bosses try to take his place. So that's how Mr. Negative kind of starts uh, coming into the picture. Um, and Mr. Negative is a villain, but during the day he's also a humanitarian type guy. And he's running the Feast Center, which is where Aunt May works. Um, so there's kind of a duality there with uh, kind of opposed to Spider-Man's duality as well, um, which is kind of an interesting thing. Um so from there, uh, you 
what was a it just kind of tri- tries to take over Kingpin's. Um, they slowly uncover this this demon uh, crime gang syndicate thing. Uh, at which point, I think they kind of stumble onto uh, it being a plot against Mayor Osborne. Yeah, he's trying to set up Mayor, Mayor Osborne to take the fall because the reason he's Mr. Negative is because of testing that was done on him by Dr. Octopus and um, uh, Osborne. Yeah. So he has a, he has a grudge against them. Um, and Dr. Octopus has a grudge against him because he's cutting his funding and he won't let him like do his own thing. Basically. And he stole, uh, cause they cut, he basically cut him out of Oscorp and all this, the, the typical, the typical uh, thing. So then that's how Doc Ock gets brought into the, he's trying to do his own thing. And uh, he keeps kind of like putting roadblocks in his way and um, suffocating his research and all this kind of stuff. So he kind of takes on his own and that's how he gets the arms because that's what they're working on. Like uh, prosthetics, prosthetics. They're working on prosthetics for people that lost their arms. Um, And then you find out Dr. Octopus has some kind of degenerative disease where He's not gonna. He's gonna actually lose the ability to use his arms and stuff eventually. So he's kind of making it for himself as well. Um, what else? Then that's when. When does when does he make the turn? I can't remember that part. Uh, the turn doesn't come till like later. Like he has like the nervous breakdown when Norman comes in and shuts down the lab. Uh, yeah. But then he like finds mysterious new funding. Um, and you think everything's hunky dory because he's still talking up on prosthetics. Like it's not until like well, does it, well, does it aim give him the funding or something like that. Like they're the I don't remember. I don't remember where he gets it from. Um, but all I know is um, that he doesn't make his turn until after the bombing on. Uh, the because because spider-man helps the cop essentially miles morales oh, okay. father yeah. and the they sort are slowly uncovered this plot but they don't they don't realize how how uh like terrorism <laughs> how much terrorism is actually involved here until so there's this whole ceremony where uh norman's going to give this this medal to this officer for for busting up this this demon what they thought they were busting up this demon arms trading sort of uh racket but then there's this huge explosion it's this bombing at uh the ceremony kills a ton of people kills miles mr. Negative, yeah mr mr negative can influence people and basically mind control them i guess yeah they don't really explain how that works but I, yeah uh, if you're weak-willed or something like that, he can control your negative emotions. I think is basically what it is. Okay, um, yeah. Or or foster the negative emotions. Like I don't know if he can necessarily control. You. I don't know. It's not very. It's not explained. It's sure. It's a, he is in the comic books. I don't. I didn't really know a whole lot about Mister Negative. So go figure. Um. But so yeah, after- they do the bombing and then. They're still like, and then from there it takes off with Peter trying to get Yuri evidence to incriminate Mr. Lee as the actual guy in charge of the the demons. Right. So that all culminates in this this uh, battle 
to save Norman at uh, Oscorp. And that's why he hires Sable, because yes. he's being attacked by the negative guys. Yes. Yes. So that's when Sable comes in. And uh, I can't. I can't remember what exactly was happening when he Spider-Man gets the call from Yuri that something's going on at Rikers. And while you go to stop this prison outbreak at Rikers, the raft gets gets just like busted open. And of course, that's how the Sinister Sticks escape, um, because that's right. all part of Otto's plan is to to give these all these criminals like better technology to make them better at being criminals in exchange for them to help him kill or defeat or destroy uh, Osborne Osborne. And that's, that's when the story really shifts into stopping them and saving uh, Norman. You find out that Henry's sick. Uh, You get the reveal at the end that Henry's green goblin instead of Norman um, because of whatever whatever they've been doing to him to cure him. Um, has turned him into this thing, but you don't really. That's not really actually doesn't come into the gameplay. It's just a story reveal that that's where Green Goblin is because they always there can't be a Spider-Man thing ever without them showing you where Green Goblin is for some reason. Sure, I thought he was going to be Venom. That's that's what I was getting off of that. He was green though. Okay, maybe you're right. Like, and his hair and his hair was orange. Okay. I thought there was like some kind of liquid in there or something that was black. It might have been. It might have been. I, I definitely... Maybe, maybe they're teasing both. It's possible. Um, so... That... And then you basically... Cul- it basically culminates in this, this final fight between Peter and Otto as Doc Ock... Um, because, because he puts on those, he puts on the suit and it wasn't ready, and of course it backfires and it affects his brain. Where it's, I don't know, where it, the same as always. Like it kind of, it kind of sets his temper off, like where he becomes this more impulsive, uh, right, uh, yeah. uh, vengeful type person. And uh, but in the midst of this, they he releases because it's all they 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 get this undertones this devil's breath uh chemical that could wipe out the entire city um basically make everybody sick and kill everybody and they've been trying to stop that but Otto gets his hands on it and releases it basically releases this toxin into the city so everybody's sick and dying and so the hunt for Otto is also the hunt for the the vaccine the cure to save the city so the final like culmination is that Here's Peter. He's just about killed himself uh, fighting Doc Ock because there was a moment there. I thought he was actually going to sacrifice himself to, to defeat Doc Ock. Like I thought that's, that's where we were going to go. Um, that's some good writing then if they thought, if you thought that. <laughs> so um, it wouldn't be the first storyline of universe where Peter Parker dies. Yeah, but they're not going to kill Peter Parker off. Not in the first game, at least. Well, maybe in the second game when they transfer it to Miles, where you know, because he gets all the powers and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. So here's here's Peter. Uh, uh, he's got the the vaccine, and Aunt May is 
she's been she's dying because she has the devil's uh, devil's breath plague thing and it's either he can give her the vaccine and save her now or he can give the vaccine to somebody else to replicate and make enough to save the city and so he has to make the choice to let may die and it is fucking intense bro like like yeah i didn't think i thought they were gonna come out with some other third choice or like, I didn't think they really were going to kill off Aunt May. That was kind of surprising. And I guess they had a fight to keep that in there. That's what I was reading. Yeah, no, it's intense because, like, they do. That's that's one thing that they did uh, pretty well in this game That's kind, they can kind of fall flat in some games is, like, uh, like the facial acting uh, on the models for the characters uh, is spot on. Like, especially for Peter. Like... Peter's expressions are top notch, and it was it's very powerful him having to to let uh, May die, and and the fight against uh, Doc Ock was very powerful. Where uh, you know he's just like this is this is what I have to do. He's like screaming at screaming at him. Yeah, no, it's, I I believed in you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's that was pretty that was pretty good. <laughs> it's it's very cinematic. It's very good. Um, the whole thing is is it's a great story man uh, story man Spider Man story. It's got all the little hits that every Spider Man fan wants, and it's got all the little extras that that uh, that make it good too. Um, so story for me, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Where are you at? Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, the reason I take off a point is because and it's just just me, but. Um, the whole Mary Jane subplot like kind of fell flat for me. Like I don't care about Mary Jane; she's always the thing. Like, can we have a different love interest? He has like ten different love interests, you know. Even yeah. if it was Black Cat, even if it was Black Cat, like something different. Like they were doing something different with this, like kind of. Anyway, so why couldn't they do something different with the love interest? Well, I mean that. I mean Mary Jane is like the one that most Spider-Man fans show up to see though, right? The same way, like he's got a ton of enemies, but they weren't going to make the main enemy in a Spider-Man game, the Rhino. Yeah. It was going to be Doc Ock or Green Goblin. The same reason his, his love interest was going to be Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy. Like it was going to be one of two. And so Mary Jane's fine. I got, and I got no problem with this Mary Jane. I just didn't need to play as her. (laughs) Yeah, I, I did like how they integrated Miles. Like, because in the comic book is so convoluted the way he's in in the universe because he's the ultimate Spider-Man at one point, and yeah. then they cross universes with all these different comic events. Um, but the way that that they did it this way um, made made it uh, a little bit more seamless. I guess it's not so convoluted. Yeah, well, they're doing <clears throat> they're doing better as Miles Morales inevitably becomes more and more popular as a Spider-Man. They're doing better writing when they write new Spider-Man stories, especially ones with Miles. They're kind of trying to streamline that, that Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man um, origin story. And you yeah. get, you also get that into Enter the Spider-Verse, which we talked about before the show. So um, just, it's just a thing we're kind of seeing the evolution of, uh, Miles Morales becoming maybe the new de facto Spider-Man uh, for most people in the way that, you know, the Flash changed 
you know? Um, so it is possible that, you know, in another 10 years, you know, it is just as common to think about Miles Morales when you think about Spider-Man as you do Peter Parker. And I can see that. I just don't think they'll ever replace each other. I think they'll be, one's going to be the, the kid version, like Miles Morales will be the younger one. And Peter Parker is going to be like the old one, I think. I don't necessarily think so. I think when you have this generation of kids now that are between 10 and 14, when they're in their early 20s, Miles Morales is going to be their Spider-Man. And they will write stories for those people that are now young adults as Miles Morales as an older Spider-Man. Because that will be their Spider-Man. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. I don't agree, but okay. <laughs> I I really do think that's I think that's what they're pushing for. Um I don't I mean Peter Parker will always be my Spider-Man. He'll always be your Spider-Man. That's fine. And I don't think Peter Parker Spider-Man stories will go away. I just think there's going to be a whole generation they're looking for the older, more mature Spider-Man stories based on a Miles Morales character. You're right, right, but I I still think Peter Parker will be around. And he, I'm not saying I'm not saying he he's going to go away ultimately, like completely. But I'm I'm I I do see there is a possibility of a future where like the like the primary Spider-Man book on shelves is Miles Morales. That could be a possible feature, yes. <laughs> so, um, but uh, let, let's uh, let's take our next musical break. The next musical break. Oh, we did. Do we? Yeah, we scored it. All right. So the next one is responsibility. Now this is one that plays. Um, shoot, I didn't put it in the notes. I th- I think this is the one that plays when he's making the choice to save the city over saving on May. If I'm not mistaken, I picked these songs days ago. Whatever, we'll listen to it. I believe this is. Let me real quick. Yes, this is the one that plays um, when uh, he's having to choose to let On May die. So it's it's one of the more a lot of the tracks in this game are more um, action superhero. This is probably one of two sort of somber tracks, and I think they do very well. Um, with doing it in that that uh, that Spider-Man uh, style, so we're gonna listen to that. We come back. We're talking about visuals, music. So stay tuned. Thank you. 
All right, that was responsibility. Um, first up, visuals. Um, I think everything looked pretty awesome in this game. Uh, there is some uncanny valley sometimes with some of the character models, but uh, other than that, I think the designs on all the villains is right. Um, all of the characters is right. Uh, watching Spider-Man do his thing is always um, good. Uh, I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of problem with how this looked, other than um, I really wasn't a fan of the same character archetypes across like multiple uh, enemy factions. So Sable has pretty unique like uh, character enemy types, but the other three all have the same enemy types and they all kind of do the same thing and they're just with a different skin uh the demons kind of change it up a little bit with the uh the sword guys but they all have the big guy that same uses the same sort of model structure they, it, it just kind of i don't know that felt kind of samey like okay this is just the big thug again but this time he's a demon mask and then this time he's in an orange jumpsuit good to know so yeah the very I agree with the variation on the on that it was kind of the samey. Um, but all the suits look good. Um, what was your favorite? Um, you know, I kept coming back to uh, like the original one, but I spent a lot of time in the it's the stealth suit, the black and green, um, the spider noir suit. Spent a while in that. And the um, the Spider-Man, mm, I can't think of the, the year. Is it 2099? Yeah, 2099. The 2099 suit. Um, I wore Which one? Uh, the, there's, two, there's two of them. The original? Yes, the original one. Um, okay. So those are the only other ones I wore with any sort of frequency, but I did come back to the um, the white spider um, a few times because like it would take me out of a moment sometimes because sometimes it doesn't always, but sometimes you end up in the suit in the cutscene, right? The suit you've chosen. Yeah. And it would take me out when he'd come in in a goofy suit. You know, like the ghost Rider suit and he's got a flaming skull and he's yeah. talking normal. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, and I didn't like that, so I, I kind of just kept going back to the normal suit. Um, I used the different suits more when I was going around and doing some of the side quests and collection collection stuff, because they look good, and they're fun to ride around, uh, fly around in, so. And each of uh, have, like, their own loading screen, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, they all, the, yeah, it definitely shows you in it in the loading screen. You can kind of rotate around and zoom in and see all the work they put into the suit, so. Yeah, my favorite was the the new one, like that white spider. I thought that was a really cool look. So yeah, um, the only one I wish they had they didn't put it on is like the, you know the venom suit, like the original black and white spider. Yeah, no, that would have been good. Um, that was sweet. I mean, it may show up on a DLC, uh, but who knows? That's probably gonna be game two, second game. game. Two, yeah, because the, the DLC was kind of weak, honestly. But um, but the. The only, the only thing I didn't like, what you kind of mentioned, is like the character models kind of look weird to me a little bit. Yeah, sometimes uh, they sometimes they get they got kind of jittery. Like um, 
when I, I guess they're just kind of like supposed to like sway in place, like to show like more lifelike movement. But sometimes it just didn't look right. Sometimes it was kind of uncanny. Um, the other thing I, I kind of thought was cool is uh, the fast travel was uh, you get on a subway. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just there like chilling on the subway with people or on his phone or I thought that was pretty funny. There's one where he's like sitting next to another guy in a Spider-Man suit. I thought that was hilarious. My favorite one is after like Sable's after him. Like you're on the back of the, the, the train like below the window listening to music and like the Sable agent comes up and looks out the window and then goes back marching, marching back up the train. Did you see that one? <laughs> Yep, that was good too. Uh, so yeah. uh, that's that's pretty fun. Um, but uh, visuals for me, four and a half. Where are you at? Yeah, four and a half. Uh, music. You got a lot of notes here. You want to talk about the music? Um, sure. I just put I just put uh, the guy who orchestrated it all. His name is John Pezzano, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, he's done a lot of other superhero stuff he's done daredevil show and the defenders so i feel like that was a good choice for the game because it really uh i think he really knows how to nail the sound of a superhero do you agree yes but he you got here he said he wanted to avoid issues he perceived in the films uh in the mcu films uh but yeah to me you asked me like this sounds like an mc mcu score like it sounds just like I, because the intro sounds like I've heard that in one of the MCU movies, that 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 same crescendo riff. So I don't know if I don't know what he means. Yeah, well, I th- I think what he means is that central theme is like all the like all the uh, different tracks. Like you can hear that central theme in every one of them, kind of. Okay. I don't think I don't think he said. I think he was saying that in like the Marvel movies, you don't get that. It's not. There's not a lot of. This sounds like this. Like kind of, you can kind of hear the connected. Like it's connected to this sound. Kind of like how in uh, Octopath, they're all kind of connected. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I think that's. I think that's what he was trying to do with this. And so, I kind of can hear that. So. So, uh, but I think this the soundtrack for this is incredibly cinematic. Um, in in how it works, he he is a fan of the crescendo, though he's a fan of these building tracks where they start real slow and get real real loud and boisterous and then fade away. That like I feel like every track does that, so that's probably a weakness. But other yeah. than that, like uh, like listening to it, especially the main theme, uh, you go like I heard it. If I heard it without ever seeing any visuals, like I could go, that sounds like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause it almost sounds like the theme they used in the Sam Raimi, uh, Spider-Man movies. Just a little bit. Like it, it sounds, it sounds like fucking Spider-Man. I don't know how to, how to explain it, but, uh, it's, it, I guess that's really good. Yeah, and like like I was saying earlier, like the whole web slinging, and you're hearing that music, like it's good. So, uh, what are you going to rate music? I'll go four. I am also going to give it a four. It's probably one of the weaker um, segments of the game, but it's still pretty good. Still way above average. Um, there's not a lot of tracks there, um, and they all kind of do that building and letting fall thing. So. But let's uh, take the third musical break, which is your choice. 
what is it and why? Uh, it's called Destroying Your Own Creation. Uh, and it's right when Doc Hawk makes that, that turn. Um, and I, like when this music started playing, I really felt it. So I really, really liked this one. All right. So let's listen to Destroying Your Own Creation. We'll come back and we will talk overall experience, replayability, take another music break, and get out of here. So stay tuned. Exciting, exciting stuff. All right, so overall experience for me is always an expectations versus reality thing. Um, I've been waiting to play this game for a while. Um, I was excited and heard when I heard good things about it when it came out. Um, always enjoy a Spider-Man game. Uh, so, and then I ended up playing a lot of it. Got the platinum. So yeah, worked out for me. I enjoyed it a ton. Uh, overall experience for me is a five. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, uh, when the when I heard that they're coming out with a Spider-Man game, I was I got excited and I saw the previews and all the demos and stuff that they had. Uh, got me more excited and I played it. It lived up to its expectations. Um, there's some minor things I didn't like, but other than that, it was a great game. So also giving it a five. All right, uh, Nick's least favorite category: replayability. Um, this game does have a new game plus, so there is that. Um, so you could technically go through and if you didn't do the extra stuff on a primary playthrough, you'd always go do it on a new game plus playthrough, I assume. Um, there's DLC. That's I think that the DLC, the season pass is reasonably priced if you get it all in one block. I don't think it's too bad. Um, but the core game, it's got a lot of extra. I mean, it's got all the collectibles and stuff. So you either do it all in your first playthrough or you don't. So there's not any story choices to be made. There's no real choices to be. I mean, Sure, you can progress through the talent tree in a different order, but eh. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, replayability, uh, like a three. Where are you at? Well, you said it's replayability slash DLC, right? That's how. Oh, or or just overall content, because I forgot about in-game content. So there's lots to do. So maybe I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. Lots to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, uh, the DLC um, was very disappointing to me. 
Okay. Uh, because there's no major villains. Hammerhead is the guy in all three of them. In all three? So, Hammerhead? Yeah. Yikes. They want Hammerhead. I mean, he becomes Cyborg Hammerhead at the end, but it just didn't have, like, the weight of a good... Like, they could have used any, like, Electro or anybody that... Like, they wanted, like, a D-list villain for this DLC, and I felt, and I felt like the story was just kind of boring and... I mean, it's more Spider-Man to play if you wanted to play more that wasn't the same game, I guess. But it wasn't very fulfilling. Um, so I was kind of disappointed in that direction they took on that. I mean, they could. there's so many different people you can choose from. They won't hammerhead. Um, so he's not even really a villain. He's kind of like a mob boss. So yeah. I don't know. It was It was kind of, yeah. Sad. And then plus, every one of those uh, DLCs, you have to do more of the stupid challenges from uh, what's-her-face? Screwball. Screwball, yeah. I thought that, I thought Screwball's made up for this game, but no, she's actually in comic books. I looked it up. Yeah. I was disappointed in that as well. Um, but when you finally do catch her at the last DLC, I mean, I was very, very happy to finally put her away up. Put her, take her to jail because she kept getting away. Like every single one of those DLCs, I'm like, God damn it, ugh, catch this bitch. But uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was bad. I thought it was it wasn't very Spider-Man to let it keep going on the way she was doing things. So I felt like she should have been more a priority. But whatever. Um, but uh, for replayability, I'll, I'll give it a three. All right. So we're going to take our last musical break. We come back and we wrap it up and send us on out. So my next musical break is uh, the main theme for Spider-Man because, you know, me and my themes. It's just how I roll. So um, we're going to listen to that and come back. We'll close it out. All right. was the main theme and that's our review of spider-man for ps4 so uh like i said earlier in the show the next main episode for the show should be a review for 
uh, Parasite Eve. So that should be coming soon. Uh, yeah, you got anything big going on? You, I know you said you were playing Last Revenant. Other than that, you got anything uh, anything on the horizon? Yep. Uh, besides Last Remnant, Trails of Cold Steel 1 comes out on PS4 at the end of the month. So All right. I'm going to be... Jumping back on that, uh, so <laughs> jumping back, jumping. On, jumping back on that bandwagon. Well, yeah, I need to, I need to get the platinum, and the only way to get the platinum is you got to play the game twice. So I've been kind of saving it up till now. Oh boy, oh boy, so that's what I got going on. That's it. All right. Well, uh, if anybody wants to fuss at you, they can do that on the Discord, right? That's the, yeah. That's yeah. the best place to fuss at him. Uh, you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. There's links to the Discord there. You really should be on that. You can email us, podcast at therpgshow.com. Be sure to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Those are very, very important, and we love all of them. Uh, Facebook, The RPG Show, The RPG Podcast on Twitter. I haven't really been doing that good at social media lately. I need to get back on that that trip. Um so uh yeah that this has been fun i thank you for coming along on this one with me thanks for having me uh and until next time say goodbye everybody goodbye everybody